You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings and more. Use Locked On at checkout. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going great. How about you, bud? I'm doing well. Uh, I know last week you were busy with Steelers minicamp, and you mentioned yesterday kind of ready to take a break, obviously, from that, that the players are taking a break. What? What is the schedule? Honestly, there there have been so many rookie mini camps and and OTAs added that I can't even keep up anymore. It's, it's training camp the next official. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so we we so, do have a full break for a month, basically. Is that right? Yeah, it might even be. I did, I know the Steelers specifically, of course, and every team's gonna be very very similar. There were two weeks of OTAs: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Or I'm sorry. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, both those weeks, those are voluntary. If if Deontay Johnson wasn't there, that's okay. And then there was a three minicamp. Minicamps and OTAs are different because minicamps are mandatory. That was also Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of last week. And then when that practice was over, they all yelled and screamed like kids that get out of school because they don't have to come back until the end of July is when they report for training camp. So every team's a little different, but that's roughly the stretch. So there's about... Six weeks here where we're going to be reading about players getting arrested and doing oh, no. dumb things. <laughs> you know? oh, don't say that. Don't right. don't curse us that way and, and curse them, more importantly, that way. Uh, it is sure going to be... head coach did this, but Tomlin even said, you know, don't be that guy, you know? And yeah, stay out of the news, team, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. We don't want to hear your name on, on the news or on the on Twitter or whatever. Right. Uh, so we'll have, now, the next six weeks, most clippings will probably be more bad than good. Uh, that's, that, I don't Hold like on. to hear that. Uh, it is, right. it, it'll be a little quiet, hopefully at least, quiet over the next uh, month or so. As we mentioned yesterday, over the next month worth of our shows, we'll be talking about the NFC buys, sells, and holds from a dynasty perspective. We talked about the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. We're moving on to the Washington Commanders today. Matt, I'm still uh, getting used to the commander thing. What about you? Yeah, oh yeah, me too. I mean, I, I I still call them the team that I grew up watching, you know, name that you're not allowed to say anymore. I mean, so I'm yeah. struggling to even call them the football team. So now they threw another curveball to me. But they're an interesting I- franchise right now, though. Man, you said you had trouble yesterday nailing down who belongs in the buy sell hold category here. I really had trouble with Washington. I don't okay. I don't know who I want to sell. In fact, I don't even have a name. So you better you better have something good on that sell category for the Washington Commanders. We'll start uh, with kind of an overview of their uh, of their squad. They made a move at quarterback which kind of felt that they had to do. Uh, coming off of last season and and some struggles at that position. I don't know how confident 
the the fan base is though because they make the trade with the Colts for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, uh, his his third team now, and uh, back in the NFC East, he'll face his former team, the Eagles, a couple times every single year. Carson Wentz, the starter. Taylor Heineke still there, played well at times. They also drafted Sam Howell in the fifth round from University of North Carolina. So a couple changes there at the quarterback position. Running back, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, both of those guys are back. Wasn't necessarily an easy road for McKissick, who very nearly landed in Buffalo with the Bills uh, before returning to Washington. And they draft uh, one of our favorites, Brian Robinson, to add to that backfield as well. Wide receiver room, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, both of those guys uh, back again. Samuel dealt with the injuries last year. Uh, didn't didn't really play much, certainly didn't have an impact on this team. They draft Jahan Dotson in the first round. That was a, a surprise uh, how early they mm-hmm. made that move for the rookie wide receiver. Diami Brown also on this team. Uh, so Brown, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, kind of the main group of wideouts there. And uh, McLaurin, you talked about uh, OTAs and minicamp. McLaurin did not report to minicamp for Washington. Uh, maybe maybe another wide receiver trade coming uh, or uh, another big wide receiver contract coming. You figure it's going to be one or the other for McLaurin. Logan Thomas, the tight end, he also dealt with some injuries last year and is still not fully back. So some questions at tight end for sure. Matt, yeah. what's your overview of this Washington commander team? Yeah, I don't see a super high ceiling. Um, I do think there's growing stability within the organization, and I give Ron Rivera a lot of credit for that. I mean, ownership all the way down. This has been a dysfunctional unit, and I think they're starting to get past that a little. Um, I I was a huge Wentz supporter early in his career, and mm-hmm. I almost feel like he's gotten a little bit too much of a bad rap. I mean, was it his – I didn't think he had a bad year for the Colts last year. I understand he might not be the best leader or he might not be the most accountable, won't get vaccinated, you know, and maybe not the easiest guy to be around. But I still think his his book isn't written yet. That being said, I bet if you gave the commanders, you know, true serum, they would rather be, you know, getting Jimmy G for nothing or Baker for nothing as opposed to giving up two third-round picks for Wentz. Yeah, timing was not on their side as yeah, the yeah. as the draft neared, and uh, kind of kind of just felt pressure to make a move. And um, I, I don't think it would be a surprise if if Wentz was one and one and done in Washington either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if he does waste. struggle again, yeah, if he does struggle again, uh, his his career as a starter could be just about done. Uh, so we will look at some buys, some sells, and some holds. At least uh, buys and holds for me. And Matt, we'll see, we'll see who you want to sell from this Washington team. We'll get that started right after this. Hello, everyone. Let me tell you a little about our friends here at Blue Nile, BlueNile.com. And whether you're getting ready to pop the question, some of you younger folks out there, or you're celebrating a milestone moment, Along those lines, I my 25th anniversary is on the horizon, and my wife's 50th birthday is right around the corner. So I'm going to be checking out BlueNile.com in a big way here coming up, without a doubt, a shred of doubt in my mind. 
But, you know, when you go to BlueNile.com, you're going to find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. So you can build an engagement ring of her dreams or, in, in my situation, you know, celebrate life special moments with fine jewelry. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, I'm not great at picking it out. Don't get me wrong. I need all the help I can get. Blue now has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available via phone or chat. I've done that before. They've been extremely helpful to find a, mem a memorable gift at every budget. That's important here as well. So here's what you got to do. So make the moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And all of our Locked On listeners get 50% off purchases, $500 or more. Um, that in includes engagement stuff, which is uncommon, folks, to be honest with you. Use our code LOCKEDON, all caps, all one word, LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet patch packaging that won't give away what's inside i mean i don't know about you guys but you don't want your your wife grabbing just uh something that comes to the door opening it and you don't get a chance to give it to her and present it the right way so you also can shop stress-free and find your forever peace go to bluenow.com today thank you so much it's a wonderful product The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. All right, Matt, we've got a... Uh, we've got really some shakeup in Washington. I think the backfield Antonio Gibson this time last year, we thought he might be a future one Oh one in dynasty. Uh, he went the total other direction. Uh, Terry McLaurin is, is now as, as I hinted at having some contract squabbles and his future is a little uncertain. I would say, uh, after that, you know, again, Jahan Dotson, the, the jury kind of seems to be out on him. Uh, Dynasty managers certainly aren't treating him with the same respect as some of the other first-round wideouts that were drafted. And then Brian Robinson, a guy uh, a guy we both really like and uh, think can make an impact pretty early on here. Who's your Dynasty buy from this Washington commander team? I have three of them, and... Anyone that listened to the Eagles podcast yesterday, similar thoughts on Sam Howell. You know, I threw out Gardner Minshew. You can get Howell for super cheap. I just think he's going to last in this league. You know, so if you can pick him up in a super flex for a reasonable price, I'm not even saying he's going to unseat Wentz. I just think he lasts in this league eight to ten years. And contrary to where he was drafted, I do know a lot of teams were very interested and liked him quite a bit. Um, I have Samuel as a buy just because I think he has immense ability and injuries are the only thing against him and they're massively against him and his stock is low right now. But a guy like him, if he gets hurt, it doesn't ruin your fantasy team. You can find another receiver to make do with and live through his injury issues. And I also have McLaurin just because I think he might be a underrated football player. I mean, you, you want, if you go look at Matt Harmon's reception perception oh, yeah. or 
listen to the, the, the real tape heads, the Greg Cosells. They talk about this guy like he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. You know, just on tape, what he does. And I don't think he's valued quite that way. Yeah, I, I, I think he might be. Uh, and yeah, he was yeah. my he was my buy as well. A fourth-round ADP, he's actually lost a little bit of value over the past year or so. Uh, some, of, some of the recent trades involving McLaurin. Um, we've got McLaurin for a 2023 first-rounder. Again, no. we've... we've We've talked about the the value of those uh, 2023 first and, and just uh, the expectations, you know. But, I mean, when you use that pick a year from now, you're hoping to get a guy like McLaurin, right? Right, um, right, exactly, right. So that's like that's a old. solid price to pay. McLaurin and a first rounder for Joe Mixon, I think that's a slam dunk. I'd, I'd rather have I'd rather McLaurin. McLaurin. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I was, I, I'd rather have McLaurin than Mixon. Even up, Straight up. But if I, uh, we were both saying the exact same thing at the exact same time. Yep. 100%. Yeah. If, if I'm if I'm getting a first along with it, I, uh, you know that that's an easy one. And then McLaurin and Jerry Judy for AJ Brown. Still love AJ Brown, but give me give me the the two shots instead of one there. Uh, that's Great. that's a slam dunk as well. So um, McLaurin has honestly never been a guy that I've I've had a lot of shares of on my dynasty rosters uh, for whatever reason. I I. You know, I wasn't in on him as a rookie. I, I missed mm-hmm. that boat. And, you know, he was a second or third rounder in, in a lot of those rookie drafts. And um, just just not a guy I, I was a believer of, a uh, believer in at that point. Uh, but I am now. And, and I really like the value. Uh, I'm not worried at all about the contract stuff. I mean, if you tell no. me things go south and, and he gets traded, that's fine. Uh, that's probably, that's probably good news. Bay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably good news um, to yeah. get away from this, end up in this franchise. I don't care where he gets drafted to. There's a lot of spots that would be just fine for him and his dynasty, uh, dynasty value. <clears throat> All right, Matt. Um, any other players you, well, you mentioned Sam Howe. Samuel and Howe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't really argue when, when players like that are, are so, so cheap. You know, it, it's fine, right? Take your shot. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I guess, I mean, the pushback on, on the Sam Howell thing is, is just the draft capital, right? A fifth rounder, essentially right. every team in the league passed four times, if not more. Um, I mean, I know some had fewer picks, but, you know, there there was not much aggression to get him. Let's say that. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, how many fifth rounders last – last 10 years in the league or even make it in the league. It's the, the odds are definitely against him. Oh, no doubt. I mean, in the metrics of, like you said, fifth rounders being fantasy relevant and even the deepest of super flex league is very, very slim. I think there's something there and maybe I'm just trusting my pre-draft evaluation of him more than what the NFL slapped us in the face with. But um, I think he's worth stashing in deep super flex as your fifth quarterback or whatever. And it's, it's cheap to find out. Yeah, right, 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 right. When we come back, we'll talk about some players we are selling and players we want to hang on to on our Dynasty rosters. Hey, everyone. As you guys know, I'm a big Built Bar fan. They don't last long around our house at all. But you might not know that I love brownies as well. But you know what I like even better is the brownie batter. Sometimes I eat a ton of the batter even before we the, the, the brownies are done. My wife you know, yells at me, and but hey, you can't help yourself. It's so good. 
So these two things have combined themselves and built has a new creation. And this one's as good as ever, as good as any they've ever had, which is really saying something. The brownie batter puff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and they're available right now on built.com. Um, if you built, if you tried any of the built puffs yet, I've told you about it before. I mean, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. They're they're really really good. Uh, they're chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. I mean, deliciously flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. I've told you before. My wife's kind of a chocolate snob, and she eats these things like crazy. And it's like, man, it doesn't have that waxy chocolate that a lot of the protein bars have. They only have 140 calories, but still have 17 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar. The, the brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. Uh, all Built Puffs are com- covered in 100% real chocolate, as I mentioned. That means that, that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy it doing so. Um, they're made with a collagen protein with your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Uh, you'll <laughs> These brownie batter puffs, you, you'll just forget that you're eating a protein bar because they're tasty. Uh, no need to pinch yourself. This is real life. So go to builtbar.com. No, I'm sorry. Go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. Uh, here's what you do. Go to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15, all one word, LOCKED15, and that gets you 15% off your order. So use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no off-season for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, I've already I've already said I, I couldn't even find a player that I was desperate to sell from this roster. You know, that doesn't mean I'm excited about every player, certainly. I mean, Carson right. Wentz just doesn't have much trade value left. Neither does Logan Thomas. Uh, neither does Curtis Samuel. Uh, J.D. McKissick has really never had any trade value. Those are all players that are, are just kind of holds by definitions or by definition. Who are you selling from this team? It's tough. I mean, Logan Thomas I have down here, but that doesn't mean I'm going to trade him for a fourth-round rookie pick. You know, I mean, you're not going to get anything for him. He's old and he's hurt. Um, But I have Gibson, and I'd love to see Gibson on another team. But, I mean, his value is so low right now, too. I mean, no one's really worth selling. Well, we haven't talked about the backfield yet, although we have talked about it a, a lot throughout the off season, um, what Washington has done with, uh, with the acquisition or, or the, the draft pick of Brian Robinson, uh, keeping JD McKissick, even though he agreed to terms with Buffalo, they, they go That's out and the killer to me. Well, they're, they're both. The combination both, is awful, but right. right. Yeah. They both hurt Gibson, I think, um, in, in different ways, obviously, this is this is going to be a three-headed backfield. I mean, Brian Robinson at his price would be another player I would be targeting to trade, not to not to trade away, but to acquire him. Um, I just think, and and I've, I think I've said this before on here, I feel like Gibson and Brian Robinson 
should have similar ADPs. And right now there's a, uh, a seven or eight round gap in their dynasty huh. ADP. Gibson still a fourth rounder. Uh, I don't think his trade value quite matches that, that ADP. I think uh, you could acquire him for less than, you know, maybe, maybe some other fourth round players would cost. Uh, and, and then Brian Robinson uh, down in the, in the double digit rounds, uh, 10 or 11. I'll, I'll, I'll find it for sure here. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? Just those players, maybe we should value them about the same. Yeah, and here's my take on the backfield, and all of you guys can do whatever you want with this, you know, these information, my thoughts on it. First of all, in many of my rookie drafts, I've ended up with Robinson. So I think he's a solid, very coach-friendly running back that'll do everything you want and is trustworthy. And that's big for running backs early in their career. In a way, I feel bad for Gibson because I think he's immensely talented. And if he could, maybe he's a trade deadline guy, you know, or, you know, someone gets hurt on a contender and they offer something to Washington and he goes somewhere else and gets free of the situation and is much better. I could see that. But we can't forget Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver. You know, like I mentioned Greg Cosell. He looked at at Gibson and thought, that's a big slot. That's not a running back. And... He's not great at setting up blocks, protection. You know, running back is a harder position than just run fast and be big. You know, and, um, you know, Robinson does the the things that you want where Gibson doesn't. And the reason I said McKissick is the biggest killer for Gibson is I think Gibson could be a really good and productive receiver on 80% of the teams. But I <laughs> yeah. don't know that all of our listeners realize just how good McKissick is in the passing game. He's great in protection. He's a great route runner. There's a reason the Bills wanted him. You know I mean? Like, he's a real weapon, and most receiving backs wouldn't trump Gibson on third and eight, but McKissick does. Somebody, uh, I was on a podcast recently, and... You'll have to forgive me. I can't. I can't remember no, who said right, this right, or right, right. Uh, who said this, but I thought it was a good point. We say this a lot about Gibson. And I've said it myself many times. He was he was a college wide receiver. Why aren't they using him to to catch passes out of the backfield? And I mean, the answer, at least the potential answer, is really simple. Playing wide receiver, playing receiver in college is very different from playing receiver in the NFL, and and obviously or playing receiving back in the NFL. Exactly. Exactly. And, and of course, linebacker, you know, right. Yeah. Of course, not every pass catcher. Uh, in, in fact, very, very few pass catchers can make that transition from college to the NFL and have success. So even, you know, catching, catching the ball out of the slot versus catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, those are, those are different very skills. Different. Those are different enough that um, maybe Gibson just isn't, as good of a pass catcher as we think he is. He might be Cordero Patterson, which for the most part isn't good. He's had one good year. You know what I mean? Well, I wish I wish we had seen as much from, from Gibson as we saw from Patterson last season. Last that would, year, right, right, right. That would be nice. <clears throat> um, Gibson for me is, is a hold, and it, it does come down to his, uh, you know, his current value. I mean, he's, he was traded for the 1.08 this year. That's kind of... You know, that's kind of no man's land. Uh, Gibson and a third for a future first. Honestly, I, I would probably 
just cash out at that point. Me too. Me too. Uh, I'll I'll take the twenty three first for him. Uh, Miles Gaskin was the throw in there, so Gibson and a third for Gaskin and a first. This this last one is the one I wanted uh, wanted your opinion on. It was Gibson and a third, twenty twenty three third for Claypool and a second. I think I might still roll the dice with Gibson. I'm not really down on Claypool, but that's almost an even swap. Gibson's upside is a RB1, I think, still exists, although it's faint. Yeah, I'm with you. I would go with Gibson there as well. So, I mean, I feel like when I check, and this is one way I use the the DLF Dynasty Trade Finder, when I look at that and, and see a variety of trades, you know, maybe I see three that I think are slam dunk, easy deals to make. And I see mm-hmm. four or five others that I'm just scratching my head thinking, why would anybody do that? To me, that, that basically means that player as a whole, the value is all over the board. Yeah, um, yeah. Usually maybe those your league blows your door off, you know, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Usually though, those are the players that I, I put in that hold category. Uh, what about you? Any players that you're just hanging on to, maybe not sure exactly what to do with? The two names I wrote down were, were Dotson and Wentz, just to see. You know, if McLaurin leaves, Dotson gets a boost. I like them, don't love them. Um, I, I still think Wentz has a chance to revive his career. <sighs> Probably Washington is his last chance, but he could have a good solid season and still be a long-term starting quarterback, so... They were holds. You know, you're not going to get a lot for Wentz, as you mentioned, to start the show. Yeah. I asked you this yesterday, or asked you a similar question about the Eagles, and um, I'll, I'll end this one the same way. Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, both have an ADP right now in the fourth round. When you're looking at dynasty startups, you're in the fourth round. Are you taking McLaurin or Gibson? McLaurin by a thousand. I don't think it's even close. Same, same here. Yeah, uh, and I w- won't be surprised if, uh, if, if Gibson is falling further than that, uh, in, uh, in upcoming dynasty startup drafts. I mean, redraft, I'm seeing him go in like the sixth round this year. Well, I'm doing a lot of, uh, a lot of the, uh, underdog drafts, the best ball mm-hmm. drafts, and I've drafted him in the seventh round a couple of times. Wow. Wow. So yeah, he's, he's definitely falling. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.